Hello, welcome to the Maggie Net Badge Podcast coming to you live from a place called Wales, where I am currently residing after seeing Dobby's grave. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's this week's Monkey Nut Punch broadcast, and with me is Keith. Hello, Keith. Hello, Gareth. How's the uh, sheep? I haven't bothered any sheep when I've been <laughs> up here, all right? That's for the locals. They're the sheep botherers. Um, but I did see the Dobby's grave, because my wife's like, oh, Dobby's yeah. grave's around the corner. I'm like, oh, okay. So he drove over to the beach where they filmed Dobby copying it and then being buried. Uh, did you make the grave, or has somebody sort of made it and put? No, it no, it's been it's been there since they filmed. It's oh. it's actually it's actually an environmental hazard because people leave socks and painted stones there, and uh, it doesn't help the wildlife. Nice, nice. So, I haven't so, realised you didn't realise genuine. Cool. No, I thought you might have made it. Um, no, you know, I haven't got the I haven't got the patience or the inclination to do that. <laughs> fair enough. <coughs> fair enough. But yeah. Um did you like so, my uh, did you like my picture on. where I was doing the Grant Gustin thing? Well, yeah. I mean you were funny. Grant Gustin's just a I know he is. Surprising <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, not a Hollywood star. Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, considering how he acts, yeah. I would agree. He's uh yes, totally agree with you. Um but uh no, it was funny. Um, for, for, for the people on the podcast and the video, Gareth sent me a picture going like this over the grave, and Grant Gustin did one when they were filming the death of Oliver um, Queen. Spoilers. Um, Spoilers. Not really dead. Not really dead. Um, but, um, well, you know, some people might have still not watched it. Um, don't. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it was funny. It was funny. I also noticed you were wearing green, Gareth. Was I? Uh, uh, yeah, you're wearing slivering green. Yeah, you had your green hoodie on. I had my green hoodie on, and I also had, <laughs> yeah. I also had my green slivering top on too, which I'm wearing at yeah. the moment. Yes, yes, I, I thought you might be. Um, it did make me giggle that. <laughs> um, yes, Bellatrix would have been proud. <laughs> Dude, um, yes. Uh, sorry, I just remember the story of... Um, What's his mush? Um, who's the one who played Gilroy Lockhart? Who's married to Emma Thompson? Oh, Kemet, Kemet, um, Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh, yeah. He was married to Emma Thompson, but he was shagging um, what's the mush while they were filming Harry Potter. Who? The one who plays Bellatrix is strange. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> that's juicy. Helen Bonham Carter. Yes, ooh, thank you. Oh, I did not know that. That's interesting. Apparently, <laughs> Fair big, enough. big, big scandal thing. I have to check into that to make sure I'm right because I'm sure that's what I was told. But it's like, oh, that's interesting. It's one of those things you have to just. I'll do a follow up just to, to make sure I'm right. Um, yeah. So this week, we I watched the Tetris film. After you said watch the Tetris film, I was planning on watching the Tetris film because there's a lady at work called Jane, who um, who uh, watched the Tetris film, but she got to watch it in Every Man Cinema because Apple did a little oh, promotional cool. thing, which was nice. So she got like free popcorn and all and, and stuff. And she was nice because the people next to her didn't turn up. So she got pinch all their stuff too. So she watched that. And she enjoyed that. <coughs> I was telling because she was telling me before she went, he went, needs to involve Robert Maxwell and end up with him dying mysteriously. Um, after stealing the pension fund. Um, yeah, that was that was interesting. Not, that's not a spoiler warning. That's history. 
Mm. It's not a spoiler mm. actual history. Um, so I watched Tetris. Uh, I watched one last week called Severance, which I went through. Uh, my brother thinks it's deeper than I think it is. I haven't. I need to talk to him about it, but I need to see what your um, your opinion is too. Ah. Yeah, I'm I'm six episodes in, so um, I, I did my homework. I have started watching it um, in between other things because I was watching The Night Agent on Netflix. I watched all of that. Um, it was all right, actually. It was, you know, it was just forgettable TV, but that's got a second season, which is not too bad. Um, Night Agent. Yeah, it was, it's forgettable. It's just a conspiracy thing on TV, but, you know, beautiful people. Um, quite, quite. Uh, Can't tell. It's me. I'm. I'm I'll give the conspiracy. The one thing, I, the one thing I will say about it is the conspiracy. The people that are conducting the yeah, conspiracy, I don't think it's going to work. What's the matter? What's happened? Oh, Gareth is suffering from um well, internet. Yeah. Ah, can you switch to your phone? Or uh, you got uh, uh, Here's the funny thing: is uh, uh that's not uh. It might not okay. be this way. I'm going to try and switch to my phone. Right, let's try and sort this out. So, you just um, you just just do what you do. Talk about Star Wars. Talk, <laughs> talk about. That's all you ever do. You always do. You somehow manage to detract onto Star Wars. Well, I look. I'm always going to be a Star Wars fan, right? And there is Star Wars on at the moment, but it is funny how. The most, the thing that I get most excited about right now is not Star Wars, but Star Trek. And the Mandalorian has been bad, and they've they pissed away two years. I mean, you had the second season of Mandalorian finishing on quite a high with a lot of people very very excited. Then you did this stupid dumbass fucking thing um, um, uh, by creating Boba Fett and then putting half the Mandalorian story into that. So for the people who didn't watch Mandalorian and came back to season three of The Mandalorian two and a half years later, um, you've got to wonder. Oh, he's cutting me off the stream again. So he's taking me off the stream. I didn't take um, you off stream. Well, it took me. Um, I've tried my phone now. See so, if that works anywhere. Uh, um, it, I mean, it, it was mad. And yeah, when then we've had four terrible episodes of The Mandalorian. It's been shit. Um, we had a good one last week. Well, it was exciting. Um, I wouldn't say it was great, and I'm really not that fussed about it. I mean, the only good thing about it was seeing Zeb from Rebels, um, who they blew their entire bloody special effects budget on. I mean, people slate Marvel, and like, all these YouTubers go, oh, the, the special effects are great in The Mandalorian. No, they're fucking not. Go and watch the episode the week before. It was goddamn terrible. I mean, I have seen better special effects in 1998 bloody Star Trek than I have in this. It's ridiculous. Anyway, um, I was saying the Night Agent's quite good on Netflix. Um, okay. The the bad guys actually are a bit more three dimensional, um, which is interesting. So, uh, worth a watch um, if you just want to, you know, kill some time. Okay. All um, right. So, so. Star Wars, right? So I just want to point. Did you see the thing with Baby Baby Yoda does the backflip over the Mandalorian kid? Yes, that that's genuine. Yes. That wasn't an April Fool's joke. Uh, that is genuine. 
Yes. Okay. I'm definitely not watching it. Yep. Yep. That episode was terrible. That episode was terrible. Um, I mean, it's been really bad. I'm not, I'm not sugarcoating it. It's been really bad. It's worth seeing Zeb. Yeah. Just uh, watch, watch the Zeb clip on YouTube just to see him in live action. That was pretty cool. And that, you know, some member berries. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, it's been terrible. I mean, it's just funny how I'm excited for Star Trek Picard. Who would have fucking predicted that a few weeks ago or months ago? Uh, well, I'll be honest no with you, I've, I've been watching bloody German science fiction, so who predicted well, yeah, that you too? Like a, you like, I could have predicted that after you watched Dark and made me watch it, <laughs> which yeah. was good. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That was good. Yeah, it's... Uh... Uh, it's it's interesting. Anyway, Bill is in the chat. Um, he sent an email. I was going to email him back, but I was a bit worried that it might come across a bit flamey if I didn't talk out loud. If that made any sense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so Bilfer, he's still got his, his his classic one there of the woman with a head and the alligator's gob. I don't know why what that is. Um, he wrote about the Trojan horse was successful. Paramount swallowed uh, poison uh, like candy. Alex Kurtman, Alex Kurtman renewed to 2030. 30, 30. Um, Terry Metallis Picard's uh, season three was uh, stolen by Alex Kurtzman. Now, I agree with the last bit. If it's a success, Alex Kurtzman's going to steal the success. There's, there's no doubt about that whatsoever. But, but this is the thing. It was renewed to 2026 back in 2021. And I remember because we reported on this, and I'm a bit annoyed because I watched Midnight's Edge, and they reported on this too. I'm trying to find the bloody story, but I can't access my... Uh, the last off. Midnight's... Uh, the guy talked about this in the last Midnight's Edge video. He did speculate, but it is rumour yes. that it went to, to uh, 2013. They indicate it. Here's the thing, right? We have got new seasons of uh, uh, Lower Decks, which is just shit. Um and we've got a third season announced of Strange New Worlds, and we've got this new Star Trek Academy series, which in fairness they've been trying to make. But if you read the uh, bump that they released around this series, it is clearly set to follow on from Discovery, which means the lead character is going to be Tilly. Oh, you're kidding me. I am not kidding. You read this. It's like after years of being closed, Star Trek Academy reopens its door to a diverse set of characters. That is the exact language. Do you, do you know so what I, I heard? Do you know what I yeah. heard? Hogwarts in space. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we're going to have time crystals, obviously. Cling on oh, yeah, time yeah. Crystals. Um, this, is a, this is a follow-on from Discovery. It is going to fucking crash and burn. No one is going to watch this shit. I do not understand what's going on at Paramount. Here's the thing, right? There is persistent rumors, but I don't know if it's people wanting it to be true versus that, that Metallus is in talks, right? They, you know, there's also rumors they haven't got any money and yet they've renewed things. Now, I can understand Strange New Worlds because I suspect contracted for three seasons, right? Yeah. I can kind of understand Lower Decks. I don't find that funny, but ratings for Lower Decks are pretty good, right? No, I know that Prodigy's got a second season, so I'm happy with that. Um, but they've got to do something with Metalis. They they have got to do something, and they've got to announce it now. For you know, announce my, it at the end. Yeah, the, the downside is, and this is something that Midnight's Edge did get right, was if they want to go forward with Terry Metalis and 
Titan or anything like that, they still have to involve Secret Hideout because they're the guys, that sit, they're the umbrella, umbrella company that sit over the top and they own yep. this now. Here's the twist. Yeah. If, if, if they do renew it and they do give Terry Metallus the thing, as long as he gets to do his, as long as they say, just let him do his thing, Alex. Yeah. You go off and, and, and you do your, you ruin something else over here. Yeah. If that's the, <laughs> that's the general thing. And he has no creative control over it. It's only budgetary and production control over it. Then, then it'll be fine. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I have things. one slight suspicion because there has also been per- persistent rumours it's very difficult to get rid of Kurtzman because he was signed till twenty twenty six, and they would have had to have paid him a lot of money. That actually, it is cheaper to spend money on this bloody Star Trek Academy series uh, series, or Starfleet Academy series that's been banging around for years, when that crashes and burns, which I suspect Paramount know that it will, they can fuck him off and bring on Metalis anyway. That is potentially what they might be doing. They must know the goodwill that's out there at the moment and what this announcement has done. Mm. I mean, are they really going to do a Star Wars and piss away all that goodwill that you know, they had at the end of Mandalorian season two, regardless of what you might think, there was a certain amount of goodwill in the fan base for it. And they yeah. pissed that away. Captain Kennedy just took a fucking great big dump all over that. Just, Why this, is she still got it? This is, this is um, the thing I just want to throw out because I, I found an article here. The greatest streaming Star Trek show will stay with CBS through 2026. Yeah. Uh, and that was on August 1st, 2021. Because I remember us talking about it. Yeah, I don't know if we covered true. it on the podcast. We, we, we definitely talked about it because you we were like, oh, it's bollocks, isn't it? Um, but you see, I mean, it indicated that he was going off and doing all his own stuff. So yeah. um, it was, you know, I it looked like they were, they, they are, look, there is too many persistent rumors to indicate that, that, that they are particularly happy with Kurtzman, right? There is a lot here. Look, he can take all the credit he wants. The only credit he gets, and everybody knows this, is the fact that he appointed Metallus in the first place. If Paramount knows what's good for them, they will wait to the end of Picard, and then they'll do what they did with the um, trailer for Picard Season 3 at the end of Picard Season 2. They will announce a Star Trek legacy series with legacy characters making comebacks. You know, look, all you have to do is stick Tim fucking Russ on the bridge of a freaking starship for one fucking minute. Right? And you get more goodwill. Do you know what the funny thing yeah. was? That was the same starship that Wasimish was sitting on. I know. I know, but I don't care. I know. I know it was because they were budgetary reasons, but I don't care. Tuvok. Not Tuvok. He loves that, that, Tuvok, that, not Tuvok. That actor loves. Star Trek. He really does. If you see him interact with the fans and do like the fan projects and stuff, he genuinely loves it. And that's, you know, and my bitching about Star Trek back in the day, and you know I bitched about Star Trek back in the day because I'm that kind of guy. Um, But it was still, still interesting, still worth watching. Yeah. It was just not, it was the certain things about it where it wasn't, I described it as it didn't feel quite realistic. And then now I'm looking back at it and turn around because that was kind of its um, UPS yeah. sort of thing. Um, unique yeah. selling point. So USP, sorry, not UPS. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, um, it was one of those things. Let's actually talk about the episode, shall we? Well, I, I, I've got to say something and I want to see your thoughts, right? I've watched several reviews of this and it's one of the rare times that I very much disagree with what David 
Dave Cullen said, and sometimes he can be a little bit on the pretentious side. And Gary made exact almost a carbon copy video. The podcast guys, I think, were far more. They were less spoilerific. Uh, and and that's the thing. I am beginning to get annoyed by the fact they've all seen it and they keep dropping little things. But I don't think this episode was that bad. I I mean they were making out like it was a really bad episode. I actually thought it was a good episode. It, we found out a lot. We got quite a lot of character development with Vadic, which right, was so kind so, of important. So my first thing is that that I I, I don't know. That some days when when Amanda Plummer turns up on set, the guy the director yells. Just chew up the fucking scene, darling. Do oh, whatever yeah, you want, yeah? And then other days they say, can you just tone it down a bit, yeah? It's a bit too much. Um, I actually enjoy her watching her chew up the scenery. It's just mm. fun. It's mm. silly, yes. I can understand it takes you out. My preference is, go on, chew the scenery. Let's, let's, let's enjoy ourselves. Um, it was better than last week's, the, the pre- previous week's one. I... I uh, for me, uh, obviously, that episode was special because of the ships, and you know I'm a starship guy. Yeah. But I thought I I disagreed with Dave Cullen and Gary on this. I enjoyed this episode. I think they they I think the problem is right when you watch them all together, you oh. don't appreciate the the episodes the way they because they haven't watched it like us. Their opinion is different. I watched this episode and thought, well, did we watch the same episode? I was kind of captivated throughout the whole of this episode and in many ways objectively you're right this was a better episode than last week um you, but, you are right i'll give you that um because right. it was it was exciting yeah th- just the other part of it too is that um if you're going to have the big build up towards the end and it's going to be like a two-parter you have to mm. slow it down before you get there it was always one of those things when you have those 20 20 episodes or 26 episode tv series back in the 90s before you got that big climax, you'd always have that one episode beforehand that slows everything down, makes you take a good look at the characters, and then goes, go. Yeah? Mm. And that's, that's the, the one thing I think is... Because um, I, I, I this is a streaming, the streaming era, and I think the streaming era, this is more like television era, even though it is a streaming show, if that makes any sense. It has the te- television sort of structure bit to it. Um, yeah. I mean... It, it, uh, it, it's doing its mystery boxing. <laughs> Dave Cullen hates mystery boxes, but when mystery box is done right, Babylon Five, um, when it's done right, it's really good, and it's been done right. And I think a few of them aimed some unfair criticisms at this week's show, like picking apart things that actually, yeah, okay, you know, any moments where you know, um, Cindy, what's her name, Cindy? Is it Cindy LaForge was running and she? Sydney, the forge was running away and the changer could have shot her at any point. But you know what? I don't care. I forgive it those mistakes because it is genuinely fun and exciting. It, and, part, hang, hang, hang on, Keith. Mm. I think that, I think, I'll be honest with you, I think some of that is down to budgetary restrictions. I because right. I think I think it may be a case of if they would have had the money, there would have been a few missed shots there that you, you would have seen. It would have been a bit clearer. They probably would have been able to do it more, in more than what two takes sort of thing yeah. um i think that 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 would resolve that but it, it, it you can have your, you can do your little fuck-ups everyone has their little wobbles yeah but, but everyone you cocks see, up now and then that I'll, the, the, I'll, I'll forgive them that the thing is right we're finally getting really good trek We've, it's been made by a guy that clearly loves it he's bringing back all these amazing legacy characters characters we didn't know we missed 
until we see them again and go, Jesus, I love, I love the fact that, you know, we get that. Okay. Spoilers. If you've not watched this episode, put your fingers in your ears for a minute. Tuvox, like, you know, um, cameo at the beginning was great. And when she does that question and he turns around and says, you know, as you know, I've beaten you, you've beaten me at Kauto many times. And then you get that beautiful Voyager music in the background and it was subtle. And you think, Oh, it really is Tuvok. And then, and then, and then I, I seven goes, you know, the, the mind melt thing. I went, hang on, didn't Tuvok do that in an episode? And then the thing drops and and you realize it's not Tuvok. But again, Matthias knows what he's doing, bringing these characters back. I still think we're going to get Jane away. Last the thing is, second. right, the thing is, if it is a par race, Gareth, because Gareth has this theory, right? And you, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, I think that Jack has either got a par race in him or he's got one of the um, wormhole alien good guys. Mm. The thing is, if they are going to do that, um, and you think it's Gold Descartes, if it is... No, hang on a second. The one that Vadik's <laughs> talking to is Gold Descartes. Yes, so... You think it's Cisco? I think if they're going to do that, that you can't ignore Cisco. Is what I'm saying. Whether we get Cisco or the uh, or some kind of Cisco style wormhole alien, because the actor's a bit nuts. Um, I, 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 but I think if you're going to do the par race, you can't ignore Cisco. Now, here's the thing, right? We've got Jim Kirk on there. What if this fucking thing finishes with all the captains? Because if you're only going to get one chance, right, at this, and, and you've been told you're probably only going to get one chance, what do you think you do? You get all four of them on a fucking bridge uh, if you uh, can, uh, right? Uh, we know that Kirk's now alive. We know because they've done that. They dropped that little fucking thing in there that they kind mm. of acknowledged William Shatner's books. So we know Kirk could possibly be alive. We know Janeway's alive. We know Picard's alive. All we need is Ben Sisko, four of them on the fucking bridge. Booyah! There's Star Trek gold right there. Not yet. You could end it right there, and every Trekkie would be like, would be orgasming all over. It's not Kai Win. She's very dead. Um, <laughs> although that would be cool. <laughs> she was a bitch. She was a fucking. I really good didn't like Kai Win. Because I hate. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what you weren't meant to. Yeah, and you were not meant to like her. That was the point. That was why she was so bloody good. Yeah, hang on a second. No. He's, he's made a good point. Yeah, I know, I know, and I, I don't get me wrong, but you can't do Archer. You can't have all five. You can't explain Archer being like four hundred, right? You can explain Kirk because they've already done it on screen, right? You can, you can, you can kind of bring Kirk back. The novels kind of bring him back, so you can just acknowledge William Shatner's novels as canon. So you can explain four of them. Unfortunately, you cannot explain Archer. It would be cool. Don't get me wrong, um, but you can't explain it. <laughs> um, so, but four of them is enough. Four of them, three of them is enough, to be honest. But um, they keep mentioning Janeway, so we've got to get Janeway. Yes, um, yes. Kira, she'll, she'll uh, be, face? She will Go be on. in the last quarter of the last episode. I think we're going to get some Janeway. I mean, we've got to. They've got to. Um, but look, we've got three episodes left. I don't know what I'm going to do once this is ended. So you better fucking announce another one by Metallus because this has really reignited my love of Trek. This has restored my faith. You know, this is like, uh, what was it? What was it? You've restored my faith. Who said that? Wasn't that Kirk at the end of Star Trek um, Undiscovered Country? 
this is my undiscovered country moment because this show has done that. And I uh, never thought it possible. I, I, I'm under the impression of um, I'm just going to enjoy it. Mm. It may be just, it may sometimes a stopped clock is right twice a day, if that makes any sense. If If they do, look, I don't think they're going to do this. But if they somehow did it, if they somehow convinced William Shatner just to come back and have a cameo, even if it's for one second, right? If they somehow do that, and I would not put it past Metalis. I would not put it past him. I mean, they've been doing fan service throughout this, but they've been doing it the right way. Um, I, I, I can see it, but if they're going to do the part race, and I'm not, I, 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 the red eyes, the mind controlling mm-hmm. thing yes. in this episode, I think you're right. I wasn't sure that when you posted this a week ago, but when I watched this episode, I go, oh, fuck it, he's right. I'm going to wear him another T-shirt. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> Do you know what it is? It, it's, yeah. the, it's the fleshy, would-be flaming head. It's been bugging yes. the crap out of me since I saw it. And it's like kind of... Because mm. it's her hand, yeah? What would it look like if it wasn't her hand? And it would be a flaming head. And the only thing I know that has a flaming head in Star Trek is the power race. The, the the only thing, right, the only thing that slightly dissuades that, and it's only slight, because it could still be a part of it, is the thing they mentioned about Picard's, um, when Data says, uh, or Data Law, clever title of the episode there, that is a little uh, Easter egg. Um, when Data Law says, you know, un, you know, uh, previous um, diagnosis of irrelevant syndrome or whatever they call it yeah um is uh in question which clearly implies okay something else is going on with picard right they're wrong about why they want the body um are they going to go down the wormhole alien route with that because they did it with cisco don't picard's never had a connection to that that's my only thing but again it could be another red herring um, so I don't know. It's, uh, the next three episodes are going to be interesting. Um, I am loving it. I don't care that it's low budget. It has not, it works. If better. you really look for it, if you really look for it, yes, you can see it's low budget, but it hasn't felt low budget because the excitement has been there. The writing quality is there when he does things and, and he knows he's a true Trekkie because he knows we're going to pick up on the fact that the changes don't look like normal changings, right? And he doesn't say anything for the first episode. He makes us speculate. Then he addresses it in the next episode. He addresses all these things that he knows Trekkies are going to pick up on, right? This guy is clearly a Trekkie. This guy clearly under, understands the real Trekkie mindset because he fucking addresses these things. And I like that. You like that. Um. This is yes. why he's a good writer and Kurtzman's a load of shit. I just, I don't know. I really, <laughs> I really don't know how that, how a person like that I, keeps a job. I think because, right, here's the thing, right? Strange New Worlds was never Kurtzman's thing. It was Akiva Goldsman. And apparently, you know, him and Alex Kurtzman don't get on because Akiva Goldsman basically used up one of Alex Kurtzman's show credits to make this and it pissed off Alex Kurtzman. So, he has nothing to do with Strange New Worlds, right? This is this is true. Um, and I think what's going on here is I think it's cheaper to make a season of the Starfleet Academy than get rid of Kurtzman now. So they let him make his show. They let the fucking show flop like Discovery has done, right? And then they can fuck him off in 2026 and we can just get... Um, Metalis um, back because whilst Secret Hideout have a contract 
from what I understand, they don't have all the rights. It's weird, right? Paramount kind of own the right. There's something weird going on here. There's the latest Mirror Night, Mirror's Edge episode thing will fill you in on that. But Paramount can get rid of Secret Hideout. Secret Hideout are the production company. Um, so they can get rid of them, but it would cost. Because as you find out, found out that it's 2026, and it would probably cost more money to get rid of them than it would to make this series, which they can make on a relatively low budget, because it's not going to be on a starship. You might get the odd starship thing. And if they're going to film it in the Discovery thing, they've already got half the damn sets that they need. So um, I suspect that Discovery will get its season five. We'll get this piece of crap straight after Discovery. It will feature Tilly um, because it's blatantly set in the same era as Discovery. Um, and uh, we'll uh, we'll go from there. It'll be a pile of shit. Nobody will watch it. And everybody will be like, where's Terry Matthias? Bring him back. Please can we have proper Star Trek? Mm. Hopefully. Mm. Mm. Hopefully. But I loved this episode. I'm sorry. I think... The, the people are wrong. I think you've been what because you you binged it. I can see why you think episode seven was it slowed down the action for you because you've binged it. But for people that are watching it on a weekly basis and the podcast guys get this, I like those guys now. I I I never really watched them until till Picard, but I like them because they really are very careful on the um the um spoilers that they drop they they don't drop any like gary does and in fairness to gary he doesn't drop as many as dave does but he bloody drops a few um don't tell me you didn't enjoy this episode last week tell me that after it's aired don't tell me it before because i was expecting this to be shit and i'm watching this episode going, going well, did we watch the same episode yeah um, i loved it um what got me was <laughs> the less fucking data slash law plugged in to the ship what the fuck? The dumbass. That's the dumbest Geordie. thing. Geordie. Geordie. It's not, not proper Geordie. time now, is it? It's, uh, well, um, it's not, it's actually, not proper Geordie. There is. He's an older Geordie. He's far. No, no, no. When I say proper Geordie, I mean from Newcastle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, hey, man. Just get damn pudding. <laughs> wait, hey, man. Put me crocodile shoes on, like. <laughs> Doesn't ever everything ends everything's a simile with him. Um that's why it was a joke. Oh, he's head about Geordie was he's not a proper Geordie. Um so yeah, that kind of I don't know, but I part of me is like, is it a plan within a plan sort of thing? Yeah. Because when Picard and Crusher, they looked like they were acting. The characters looked like mm. they were acting when they were sitting there going, Oh, we need to kill her. There's, there's no, we've invited Keller onto the ship. We need to make sure she's dead. <laughs> the way it's like showing it over her shoulder so she that it can clearly hear what's going on. And then it's like she escapes and they're like shooting. It's like, oh no, we're not quite hitting her. Oh no. Also, I'd just like to point out that uh, there are two distinct phaser types going around. There's the one that Jack Crusher has, which looks like the old school Star Trek phaser that vaporizes them. And then the new ones that seem to poke holes in them. The new ones mm. don't work. The old one does. Mm. Yeah, just because mm. it was bugging the shit out of me. So I went back and rewatched it and using my my weirdly... Um, uh, powers of deduction. Powers of deduction. Well, at least the uh, powers of observation was like kind of, why is that one exploding into... And then I looked and went, ah, different phaser. Yeah, and that's why. So that answers one question. And I bet you that probably... Uh, it might come up and, and, and bring that up and... 
and things like that. They still haven't explained the the, the, the transporters because even Vadic doesn't want to use the transporters. I think we're going to get an explanation for that. Um, interestingly, um, I think uh, Vadic is not going to survive the next episode. Or if she does, I think she's only going to brief the thing. Because again, Dave McCarlin said, oh, she's not the main bad guy. It's like, well, we kind of know that, but you didn't have to say it. But well, we I know think that because it's a giant floating head. Yeah. But, well, yeah, but uh, I think that, the, again, because you said you should watch episode seven and eight together, Dave, shut up. Um, I think Vadik will get it at the end of this episode. Um, and then we're going to get the reveal of who the big bad is. Maybe. 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 Go to cart. Um, it would be awesome. Who, right, I'm so not sure. Given the way the changelings are, yeah, they aren't, they're not going to serve anyone who is, how can I describe it, solid. Parais. Uh, 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 gaseous, so the one above liquid. So on the pecking order, I, I, I think. Look, <laughs> I, I think your 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 theory is by far the biggest theory, and other people wrong, have started. People have started saying it this week on 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 the videos, and uh, and I don't think you're wrong. Um, the only thing I think, you know, it could be a double thing that it's those. Um, the conspiracy creatures from that early episode of Next Gen, and Matthias has said he loved that episode. Now that he said he said he didn't do it, but that could be an intentional red herring. So I think it's either going to be the wormhole aliens par race, or it could be the conspiracy bugs. But it's I the par, my mind's on the par race because it fits I, the red I eyes. You're right? Yes, it's the red I think eyes. You're right. I think you're right, but we still got to get a reveal of who's behind the red door. Come home, Jack. You know who's that, and it's a female voice. So you know, is it Cisco's mum? Because Cisco's mum was a wormhole alien. So are we going to get that? That could be interesting. <laughs> we never really think um, wormhole alien. We think bumhole alien. <laughs> Don't know why. Ever since I watched Rocky Deep Space Nine. Funny or. <laughs> Quite a lovely TP for your bum hole. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, um, so <laughs> that's, that was that was pretty good. There was what was the the thing? I right. So I think they're going to use the 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 Shrike, and it's going to have either one of two things. It's either going to do a, uh, a SG one where it uses the portal gun and connects it to either a star or a black hole. Mm. Yeah, and fucks them up. Or it's going to have another weapon on there, which we don't know about, and it will cause a dimensional strike. Yeah, and the dimensional strike will just cause everything to get flattened in a certain area. Um, so that'll be interesting. I, I, the reason I think that is because that's going to be the the new cool weapon instead of your death rays that you get will be the dimensional strike one, um, because you've got the free body problem coming out. And uh, it could be interesting. It could be in something. There's a lot of answers still to be had. Um, but I, I, I suspect that he's going to answer most of them. Maybe he'll let one or two go unanswered to have a continue on if we get it. Mm. Um, either, either way, look, this episode, this season has given us more of anything that we've, we ever dreamed of possible. Um, so look, I love this. Paramount, you know, guys, if, you, if, you ha if you're watching this or listening to this on the podcast, go to terrycheck.com, sign that petition. We need to tell Paramount that, that they should be making more Trek like this. 
everybody, if you're a true Trekkie, go and sign this damn petition because um, Paramount should not be making Starfleet Academy. They should be making Star Trek Legacy. Now, they might, as I think, be making it because they want to fuck off Kurtzman. Um, but look, I, I don't understand it. But then look, I mean, the rumor is now that Indy 5 has got to make a billion dollars, and if it doesn't, bye-bye Captain Kennedy. But I've heard that so many times, oh. I'm not sure I believe it. Um, so, you know, again, it wouldn't surprise me that, that Kurtzman's still there. I don't, the only thing I can think of is that they got stuff on people in Hollywood, and that's how they keep their jobs. And that wouldn't surprise me, because they're all fucking assholes in Hollywood anyway. Look, so, look, when it comes to Kathleen Kennedy, it's like kind of she must be really good at sucking dick. And I've realised that Alex Kurtzman might be the same. Well, yes, that wouldn't surprise me either. <laughs> <laughs> that would not surprise me. All right, um, let's talk. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about Severance. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't really watch this at the time because the, the the trailer didn't really do anything for me. I'm glad you made me watch this. This is really interesting. Um, this is this is yeah. Um. I, I so let's, didn't, let's explain. I was going, yeah, explain let's ex, it. Let's explain it first. So the, the idea of, of severance is it's about a, a group of office workers and what they've managed to do is they've managed to separate out their work life from their personal life to the point that they have no memory of work, what goes on at work, and they have no memory and those ones at work have no memory of their home life. So there's a complete partition between the two personalities. And it mm. starts off this one person gets brought into the office. She wakes up on a, on a coffee table that looks a bit coffin-like. Um, she's asked a load of questions. Most important one, who are you? Um, and then it goes through a load of things where she tries to escape, she tries to kill herself, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and you, that you, have to, you get to see both sides. So you get to see their, their, out, their outy selves and their inny selves, which is the outy selves is like them, them in the world and their inny selves are those at work. Um, and it's it's quite interesting because you've got the main character, and he um, he's done it on purpose because he's running away from uh, the trauma of his wife dying, or mm. so he thinks. Um, mm. And uh, then you've got the, the 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 woman in there who has a great twist at the end. How far have you got to it? I know her twist. You know Helly's twist. Yes. Oh, Helly's twist is great because I watched that and I went. That explains a lot now, because uh, you got this one. You got this woman who's newly, uh, newly joins their group, and they're called, they're called macro data refinement as their job. Mm. And this woman doesn't want to, uh, 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 Innie does not want to be there, but uh, Outie will not let her leave. Yeah, she's trying to write mm. notes to her and everything, and the system says no, you can't write notes. Blah blah blah. Um, I think that's the system's bollocks. I think it's not the system. I think it's the chip in their head that says that they've got something on them that's dodgy, shall we say? And yep. that does the does the finding. If you put a note on there that they don't know about, I think you can come out. But that'll be for for, for for season two. But the question is, is is what are they doing in this office? Yeah, mm. that is so secret that they're not allowed to know about it on the outside world. And then yeah, the other it's part very is, yeah, go on. It, it's very weird. The, the 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 black dude that that sort of plays their minder. He is brilliant. Oh, he's he sli he's slightly camp and slightly menacing. Yes, and and it's in equal balance, which <laughs> makes it actually more menacing. Um, I I genuinely think his character is brilliant. It's brilliantly acted, 
and it's 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 brilliantly very well portrayed because I, I i find him deeply uncomfortable but you're meant to and it's done in a, such a subtle way um and i i think he's genuine that i like all the the characters are really interesting and uh the fact that we've got what's his face turned up in the third fourth episode mm. um that that I, I didn't see him you know being cast in it and that was great um wearing a blue coat just like he did in click as well when he kind of played the devil um and i, I I'm, I'm damn sure that's on purpose <laughs> milchick um, the guy's name's milchick yeah. that was his name so i had to go and look it up um but i think it's brilliantly cast there, there's something not right about each of the characters and and the fact that you've got the 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 asian chick from neighbors in there playing this very weird you know you could i will give you a hug on requests um thing that that, that again is just it's just off the wall and the fact is it's set in the modern world yet they're using old tech down there that's on purpose why you know i've got so many questions um i'm glad it's getting a second season because i know there are many questions at the end of the season um you know you know, yeah, I, you know who I'm she is don't you <coughs> she is no you know who she is don't you she's the heir to the company isn't she lumen no no not the not the the, the oh. uh get a hug upon request uh, head, lady yeah no uh, who is she she's matey's wife Ah, so she's not dead. She's mate, his wife. And when you find out at the end, when he pulls the picture out, there's a picture of his wife and he looks at him and then looks at her and then it's like, oh my God. And I'm like, oh my God. <coughs> and it's he's about to be disconnected and he's just like, kind of, because he's got these innies ones managed to get outside and he's just about to go, my wife is alive. And then it's boom. And I'm so desperate to see what the fallout is for that. Now, I, I think I know what it's about. I don't think it's... Um, it's not uh, a heaven and hell supernatural sort of thing, even though I, it has I didn't, all the vibes. I didn't know if they were doing some kind of like lost style stuck in um, limbo thing. Um, no, I think it's happening in the real world. Yeah, I, I th- um, what it is is I think it's an allegory about people who work in offices for big corporations who do horrible things, and mm. they and it's how do you separate yourself out from those big horrible things but, but so, what is looming up to that that's the question what are they up to um there, there's a lot still going on there um I, I don't i hope they don't drag it on so much and i hope they have an end game yes i don't want this to turn into a lost um that's my only my only thing although apple tv i think they've got an end game so, I think so um no, but thank you. It was a good recommendation. Keep, I'm keep watching. There's still, there's still more stuff mm. in there. There's still loads of stuff in there. No, um, it's, it's it's genuinely been quite good. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm enjoying that. Um, Apple TV's got some good stuff on it. It, it has. Um, better now than it used to be, but it's got some good stuff. Severance is good. Of course, Ted Lasso, um, which I'm just really enjoying um especially the last episode that was quite funny um but no i i'm enjoying severance i just i want to know what the numbers are i i, I want to know what all the numbers are i i and that's weird and i, I and think they're people you you could be right I and matey boy sorting and matey and putting boy people seems, in boxes. 
you know, a Macy boy seeing all the goo. I don't get that. That makes sense in the last episode. Okay. All right. Okay. That one gets don't explained. Spoil it. Okay. Spoil that so bit, we'll, we'll, we'll get the goo stuff. You'll, um, you'll get an answer to the goo. But, uh, and, and the boss lady, she's suitably freaky as well. See, part of me thinks it's to do with healthcare. Because if you if you watch it, she goes back to her house, and in her house she's got um, looks like a, a respirator or something with her mother's name on it. So I'm thinking that maybe she's joined the company because she wants revenge, and she's trying to work her way through the corporate ladder until she gets to the point where she do the most amount of damage. Um, that could that could make sense. Because think about it. Because because the best example is 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 when. She's there. She she makes a speech to the to the main character, which I can't bloody remember his name. Uh, the main character, who's played by a guy with a haircut I don't like, uh, Mark C. That's his name. Yeah, Mark C. or yeah. Mark S. It was Mark S. Sorry. So Mark S. and she says to him, "Goes on, oh, my 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 mother was an atheist, and she said this, blah blah blah." And then she sees him in the real world, and she says, "My mother was a Catholic, and she said this." Like she's two opposite people. And she's not severed. Yeah. So she's there. She's like company man, as we always used to use the term at work. And then she's anti-company man when she's outy. So I think that there's there's more. There's a lot more to her, her, her character than, than meets her. It's, it's interesting. There's lots of stuff. There. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think uh, I'm glad it's getting a second season. That's all I'll say. Um, so that that's one of the reasons I started watching it. Um, because I know that it's going to continue. It's not one of these one one and done jobs, so that'll be good. Um, so I'm glad we're getting a second season of it, I, and it was a good recommendation. <coughs> so we, no, yeah. thank you. For, yeah, let's talk about the other thing on Apple TV because um, I fucking loved it. Right. So I, I you really didn't know. The, right. So the first things first. You didn't know the story about Tetris. No. Okay. No, All right. So I knew the story about Tetris and. There was a lady at work called Jane, and she got to see it at a local cinema for free because it was an Apple promotional thing. So they they leased out a screen, and it's like get free tickets to see the Tetris film. And they were like, okay, cool. And she mm. did that, and she said, you, you need to watch it. You'll like it. And I went, does it have Robert Maxwell in it? And went, yes. Um, Robert Maxwell's played by Roger Allen, is it? Yeah. I love Roger Allen. Yeah. He's got a great voice. Yeah. Um, he has. And it's 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 not a high-budget movie by any stretch, no, but it's a really good film. Them. It's really entertaining. <laughs> the, <laughs> it's the story. It's it's weird because it's the story. It's the story of copyright and how does copyright work in the Soviet Union, and who has rights to it, and do you read all the all the all the small print, um, and and then there's Robert Maxwell with his dodgy 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 business dealings, um. So it, it starts off. You've got um, oh, mate, uh, Taron Egerton, um, yeah, and actually. he's at the CES because we talked about E3 dying, the CES Computer Electronics Show in Vegas, and uh, he's trying to sell his game and it's not working. And he's Tetris, and he's like, "I want to buy the rights to this. I bought the rights to this. Signed the contract. Got the, you know, the bits in in Japan and this, that, and the other." And then he goes because he wants to buy the because he does that, and then he gets into trouble. Because apparently the rights for the arcade games don't belong to him, uh, so forth and so on, and it starts causing merry havoc across the board because the Mirasoft Group, who's run and owned by uh, media mogul at the time Rupert Rupert Maxwell, Robert Maxwell, um, rather plump individual when he's in his stupid son, 
Um, <laughs> they didn't. They they really shat on his son in this one. Uh, I oh, know they did. Was, but I know you, you was, know he was an he, asshole. He, but I he mean, he, he was an asshole. But you know that. I mean, I read about some of the things in the movie that are real and not real. But you know where the lawyer comes in and bitch slaps him. That happened. Mm. That was great. <laughs> that was a great scene. Yes. It's <laughs> Toby like, Jones that... must have had a good laugh filming that scene. <laughs> oh, Toby man, Jones is tiny. Was... And he, not, he fucking proper bitch slapped him. Uh, I, 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 I do like watching Toby Jones. He's a good actor. Mm. Just make you pay attention. But, no, go on. Sorry, you were telling the story. I, I knew none of this. I you knew none of this. The so, swirls. so no, so I have no idea. So, so, so he could, he bought the rights. He thought he bought the rights, but Robert Maxwell owned the rights, and he was friends with um, Gorbachev at the time. Yeah. Mm. So he's trying to get the rights for this guy's trying to get the rights for Nintendo. This guy's got the rights for that the computer things. Everything's getting messed up. Uh, the long and the short of it is, is there's, if I remember correctly, there's lots of arguments and, and stuff over with uh, over it, and then Robert Maxwell buggers off with the pension fund, um, which is referenced in the second first episode of the second season of IT Crowd. Um, the window one where he jumps out the window he goes oh, there's a policeman here about the irregularities in the uh, pension fund he goes make them a cup of tea and he just opens up the window and drop, jumps straight out <coughs> but they reckon it, in the documentary I, I watched they reckon that the Russians had him bumped off because of this they, he ran off because he was scared of them so he took the pension fund ran off with the pension fund to try and escape them and then boom um, it was, hang it on a second hello <laughs> hello um, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but uh, the, the, the to and froing as they were trying to get the, the rights to, to Tetris and that and him going backwards and forward to to, to Russia to do it. Um, yeah, and then the, the other one was the, the fact that Tetris was causing um, production to halt in, in Russia mm-hmm. because everyone was playing the game, um, <coughs> which, was, which was brilliant. Um, but I, I'll, let you, I'll let you go into the film because the film kind of dramatizes a lot of this. Oh yeah, I mean the car chase at the end never happened. Um, yeah, I know that was the thing that got me because I watched it for the car chase bit and I'm like, I didn't fucking. But, no, but I mean like the bit where I'm um, at the end where the guy that really did you know invent it, um, he was helped to get out of Russia and he was helped to come live in the US and he did um, end up uh, owning fifty percent of what is now the Tetris company. Um, the uh, what what's his face his daughter. Um, uh, did take over the company, Maya. She mm-hmm. now runs runs the company. Um, but it was just it was a feel good film. Um, it was there was nothing particularly woke about it. It was well acted. It was an interesting story. Um, I thought um, what's his face as Robert Maxwell under all that makeup was great. Yeah, they kind of amped up the son being a bit of a dick, but he was a bit of a dick. Um, but you know, and we had the like the Russians as like the Russian dodgy Russian politician. But you know, I like the way they portrayed Gorbachev. I like the way that 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 they portrayed um, some of the characters. Uh, um, you know, the fact that the 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 KGB um, spy who was real, um, who was the interpreter, um, you you know, who they, you think is like this sassy woman, who then you find out it's a KGB thing. But in the end, she kind of redeems herself. Um, and I like that the movie didn't finish on them getting the rights to Texas. It finished on the Russian guy coming and going, it's now some time for that American emotion. And they hug. 
and that's how the movie ends. I thought that was great. And I love the fact that they couldn't really afford the effects um, to do the car chase all the way through. So they kept replacing the car with like a bit, like a 8-bit freaking car as it's going around, right? I was blatantly to mask up dodgy effects, right? But again, it worked. (laughs) It worked. Um, And I I loved it. I I really enjoyed the movie. I I thought it was... uh, I saw the trailer and I thought, I'll give it a go because it sounds interesting. I do not know the story of Tetris, so I thought this... This is interesting. Um, I love Tetris. It's still one of my favorite games. Um, and I, I, I thought the film was great. I thought the film was just a really good, low-budget, feel-good film. And if you're in the, in if you want to know, learn a bit about history. Yes, it's dram- dramatized, but if you want to learn a bit about history and you want a feel-good film, this is really good. Um, it, it was a good film. I really enjoyed it, and that—that's what it's meant to do. Um, and that's all I can really say. I think Taron Egerton is a great actor, and I enjoyed him in this. Um, I, I think he is actually a very under understated actor. I mean, for fuck's sake, he played Eddie Eagle, and and I do not see Eddie Eagle, and yet here he is. I see Tar- I see Taron Egerton's face, but again, he totally different character, and. I loved it. I, I yeah, I loved the film. I thought it was great. Really good. Really good. Yeah, me too. <coughs> I did enjoy. I enjoyed the enjoyed the hell out of it. It was uh, it was a good watch. Um, it, it, it put a smile on my face, and at the ending, I, I I had a smile on my face, and I was really smiling and like yeah, going, oh, it was really good. And it's been a while since I've seen a film like that. Um, in fact, it's probably Top uh, Top Gun was the last film that really put a smile on my face like that. Um. Uh, Top Gun's for slightly different reasons, but this was a feel-good, great little film, um, and I highly recommend it. Um, and it taught me a few things I did not know about that. I expect you know about it, but you're you're more into the sort of history of computer game stuff. But um, no, it was good. Really enjoyed it. Really good. Oh, good. All right. Well, looks like we come to a, a natural natural close there. So while while we're at it. Um... Just like thank everyone in the chat who's been who's been chatting away. I'm sorry, I'm not paying too much attention. I've not got my normal setup, so it's a little difficult because I keep switching off the the chat window. So, uh, Bill, for thank you very much. Thank you for the uh, the email. I, I completely disagree with you, um, but politely and respectfully. Chuck, it's always good to see you, Chuck. Um, I don't know if you've got new video. You usually pop in when you've got new video coming out in the next today. Today or. Uh, so actually, it'll probably be about um, three forty-five in my morning, so nine forty-five in the evening in the UK. Okay, so um, Chuck's got a video, so pop over to Covaction to watch Chuck's latest video. I don't know where it is or what it is, but I know he, he, he always shows up because he's got a, he's got like a new video and, and what. He, he's local, Gareth. He's he's rather local. In fact, he's back in Windsor again. He's back in Windsor again. Ah, uh, he, he's he's local. He's local. <laughs> um, also, I'd like to thank uh, Steve Niles for, jo- yeah. for dropping in the chat. Uh, sorry if you didn't acknowledge you, man. Um, just as I said, different setup normally, so I haven't got like my two screens up and running where I can check the chat in one and what's what's going on in the other. Um, uh, nice to see you, Laurie. Um, thank you. Um, yeah. So, um, just yeah. on another note. If you want to see the small ginger one or the small rouge one, yeah, you can find him and myself and Babster on Gaming Face Punch. So if you type in Gaming Face Punch, 
and go there. You'll find us talking about video game bits that we that Nigel loves and, and stuff. Um, <coughs> and you'll find lots of clips from from our show. You can also download the podcast from the same channel. That you can download sorry the same um, feed that you can download the podcast for for this one on, and you can see us up there. So if you want to um, <coughs> if you want to uh, catch up and see Nigel's handsome, devilishly uh, ginger face again. <laughs> Um, you can go there. So we've got that there. And I don't know if Keith, Keith, Keith went away. I don't know if you made a video. Um, not yet. Um, not yet. I've been unfortunately stupidly busy with work. I have got some stuff that I might try and put uh, put together. Um, but uh, I've been sort of busy. I, I mean, I've got this new streaming sort of thing set up now. This was a lot more work than it should have been. <laughs> um but uh, um, I hope you like the new new background. You know, pretty cool. Um, I I I have to answer one of Chuck's comments about putting the case spot up there. It is loaded, funny enough, on the TV. But as we are a, a this is a monkey nut punch podcast, I thought actually it'd be better just to play the Netflix trailers in the background. <laughs> it works. It works. So um, and you wouldn't. I tell you one thing, right? You need to be impressed. You see this 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 lighting effect. Yeah. Oh, you're talking to me. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Programmed by me. It doesn't do that out of the box. Um, so I'm quite pretty impressed with myself. Um, because it goes really fast it, usually, and I, I needed to make it subtle. Uh. So it looks good. Mm. Um, so it was a lot more difficult than I think, but I like this new setup. It takes me two minutes. I was, was, was going to say, um, um, yeah. I've been when it comes to programming. I think recently I've just been cheating and using ChatGPT. Yeah, uh, ChatGPT did not help me with this, and I did go to it, um, but it did not help me with this. This is uh, Govi stuff, and the app is actually quite impressive, um, but um, it's a bit of a pain. And yeah, um, in answer to Laurie, uh, Chuck put a video out a few months ago about the the Van Gogh sort of light show thing where they project all this stuff onto um, Van Gogh's artwork onto walls and stuff. And it's just come to Thailand. Uh, yeah, I am booking tickets in answer to your question. We're, we are going. We've just got to find somebody to just look after the dogs for the day, but we are going. And yes, Chuck is a very, very local, goes into a shop for local people. So yes. local produce to local right. people. Oh, yeah. On a quick note, I, I just put throw this up. I I went to Dobby's grave. <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you're a big Harry Potter watcher, Dobby, Dobby was buried in Wales. So we went to solve Dobby's grave, and uh, I did that at Dobby's grave because I thought it was I'm, funny. My, you can see my son's massively impressed with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh god, that. God, Dad, stop embarrassing me, Dad. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, you can see that. Um, anyway, um, yeah, uh, next week we'll probably have more to talk about. Um, maybe I'll convince Gareth to watch an episode of The Mandalorian, but I can't really because it is a bit shit. But go and watch the Zeb bit. Go and watch the Zeb bit. If I'll find the clip nothing on else, YouTube. Yeah, watch the Zeb bit because the Zeb bit, they actually did a really good job with Zeb. I swear to God, they spent their entire freaking special effects budget on him. So, and it was worth it. It was cool seeing Zeb. But um, anywho, uh, I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. And I'll see you next week too. Bye-bye.